Praise the Lord. God wants to transform your life. And there is liberty in the word. This program offers inspiration that will transform your life. There is liberty in the word. As you listen to the program, let us know how it has blessed you by emailing us at genehowministries.com. You can also order yourself uh, a book and listen to other podcasts. Today, I want to talk about getting over the hill. Getting over the hill. To get over the hill, it takes time and patience and trusting and allowing God to do what he wants to do in your life. Let's talk about Romans 12.1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. The word therefore means based on what I've already said. In other words, Paul is saying, use the information I have taught you in the previous chapters to go on and offer your body so you can find the perfect will of God. And the only person that can find the perfect will of God is yourself by being determined to get through the valley and to get over the hill. Paul talks about Going to the mark. Don't look back. When you look back, you lose your focus. Remember Simon Gomorrah. Well, she looked back and she the angel told her not to, but she looked back anyway, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. Well, we don't have to go back very far to find out where Paul taught us how to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. The eighth chapter holds our answer. There is therefore no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The word condemnation is being used in the same way we say a criminal is condemned to die. So Jesus has given me a promise through Paul's teaching. He has delivered me from every condemning sentence against me, whether of the flesh, the devil, the world, sickness, pain, poverty, or deceit. None of these hell-inspired things can be carried out 
in me anymore. Amen? But I must walk after the Spirit and not the flesh. Bible says the flesh Your flesh is willing, but the spirit not after the flesh. So, trying to put in words you can understand. Paul was actually speaking of walking according to the new nature. The reborn spirit man. We received when we were born again. The Holy Spirit has been sent to teach our reborn human spirits all truth. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of, of Himself, but who, whosoever He shall hear, that shall be speak, and He will show you things to come. That's in John 16, 13. The Holy Spirit teaches our reborn spirit that we are no longer un under the condemning sentences of sin, sickness, and poverty. I no longer have to walk as an unregenerated man in the flesh. I, I am to walk after my reborn spirit as I am taught and led by the Holy Spirit. Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God are true sons of God. And then it goes on in Romans and says, If we hope for for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So you should have a spirit of ex expectation of the Holy Spirit ministering to you. Amen. Now, when you have the negative thoughts or the enemy brings these thoughts to you, you got to denounce it right away. Because our biggest battleground is the mind. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's about making the right choices of who you are. You are a child of the king. Don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge him, trust him, depend on him. And he will bring you through. He will give you the victory. I pray that you were blessed by the word. Thank you for listening today. And I look forward to meeting you again next week for more liberty in the word.
God wants to transform your life, and there is liberty in the Word. This program offers inspiration that will transform your life. And as you listen to the program, let us know how we're doing. Let us know how it's blessing you at GeneHowMinistries.com. Also, you can go and listen to more podcasts and order yourself a book. Today, I would like to speak to you about how to walk after the Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God are true sons of God. But in order for us to do that, is the question is how do I walk after the Spirit? See, Paul wouldn't make that statement that he made in Romans 8.1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? The difference of walking in the Spirit and walking in the flesh. Notice in verse 13, 8.13, he says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. Don't you wish Paul wasn't so plain about it? But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the flesh or deeds of the body, you shall live. So now, Paul is telling us that to walk after the Spirit we must somehow mortify the deeds of the flesh. And the only way is through the power of your reborn spirit as it is edified. And Jude 20 says that we must pray in the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. The Bible says if If I pray, it's in chapter 14 of Corinthians. If I pray, my mind, if I pray in tongues, my mind is unfruitful. You're not going to understand what it says unless unless you ask and believe in God to give you understanding. So as we're praying in tongues... We're mortified in the deeds of the flesh. Mortified meaning die. So we must build up or the Holy Spirit will build us up as we pray in tongues. This is a this is starting to sound like Romans 12.1 where it tells you to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. But back in Romans 8.13 it tells me that I can't do, do it through my willpower. The energy of the flesh. It has to be through the Spirit. I'm going to talk more about mortifying the deeds of the flesh later. However, the question remains, 
How do we release the Holy Spirit to edify and build up our reborn human spirit to mortify the deeds of the flesh and offer our body as a living sacrifice so you can find God's perfect will for your life. Amen. I would suggest that you pray every day for just 15 minutes and you're increasing and you'll see the change that's coming because as you mortify the deeds of flesh after that then your opportunity comes to edify your spirit man amen Remember, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities through prayer. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Paul begins with this word, likewise. In other words, he is saying, in this manner, or This is how the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities or weaknesses. The word infirmities refers to our inability to produce results because the limitations imposed on us by our flesh. Remember, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So the Holy Spirit will sin to help us in our inability to produce results in our own strength. Alright, so let's break that down. The meaning of this verse suppose a downable disease brings normal life to a standstill. I can't get the disease out of my body and it's in the process of killing me. That, my friend, is an infirmity. Or suppose poverty tracks me down and cancers are out everything I'm doing for the kingdom of God. It brings my forward progress to a standstill and there doesn't seem to be anything I can do about it. That too is an infirmity. But thanks God that the Bible promises that likewise the Spirit helped help my infirmities, my inability to produce results because the limitations imposed on me by the flesh. So here's my question. What is your infirmity? What is your weakness? Is it anger? You don't have no love for people? Do you scream at your wife at home? Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit has been sent to help our weaknesses. He's going to show you to mortify the deeds of the flesh. God will reveal to you what the situation is and what you need to do about it. Amen? The Holy Ghost knows his ignorant we are or how ignorant we are. He knows we don't know how to pray as we ought. 
Even the Bible says that. Amen. He knows we are or really need to have our soul bypassed when it is being whipped by the devil. So, so thank God he bypasses our soul and the fight the fight the devil wages within. He brings an entire language of edification with him. A language so articulated that it makes the English language we speak look like we are playing with linguist tinker toys. When we pray, even just one sentence in tongues, it is for edification. Because God is the origin of it. The Holy Spirit can express with one paragraph what would take us all afternoon to say. Amen. I pray that you were blessed by the word today. And that it has touched your heart. And that you will be encouraged to mortify your deeds of the flesh. And so you can be edified. Amen. But first you must, you must edify first and then not edify, uh, excuse me, not edify. You must mortify the deeds of the flesh and then edify your spirit man. It's essential that you do that because the word tells us to do that. Amen. So trust God, believe God, know that he's on your side and he's willing to do what needs to be done. Amen. God bless you. I thank you for listening today. And I look forward to meeting you again next week for more liberty in the word. Amen.